Welcome to the Public Storyteller. My name is Michael Stock with Dr. Karen Neal. Karen is a professional storyteller and author. Hi, Karen. Hey, Michael. What story do you have today? Here's one from Ken Cross. I was on the back end of my first year of high school uh, when I had first gotten a job working at a grocery store uh, in Boca Raton. It was about a mile and a half or so away from my home. And to get to and from work each day, I would ride my bike roughly about 15 minutes, depending on traffic and the the signals and how those all timed out. And I remember when I first got that job, I was so excited. I was one of the first of my friends to have a job. Uh, It gave me something to do on the evenings after classes. And it was just a great experience. But to get to and from work, uh, riding the bike was sometimes a little perilous. South Florida drivers are known for being pretty aggressive, even in the neighborhoods. Uh, And there was one night, it was about 10.30, I had gotten off pretty late, and I was riding my bike home, and I was crossing Palmetto Park Road, which is a pretty busy uh, arterial in Boca. And as I'm crossing, a a car was headed around the corner. Uh, They were making a a right-hand turn. And it was somewhat of a blind corner, and it was dark. And the the light over the intersection was also out. It was just the perfect storm of hazards. And this guy came flying around that corner, just did not see me. I certainly didn't see him. And I went right over this person's windshield. That was probably the scariest thing I have ever experienced. And it knocked the wind out of my lungs. I was just laying on my back on the asphalt, just trying to gasp for air. And I just couldn't take a full deep breath. And when the the air finally came back to my lungs, you know, I sat up and a couple of people had pulled over and were, you know, coming to help and... I remember just looking out and seeing the taillights disappearing over the horizon, and I thought, oh my god, I probably just seriously damaged the front of that guy's car. And the bystanders, you know, rushing to help me, somebody had called, you know, for a paramedic, so the ambulance had arrived, Um, I was completely fine, I had no scratches or scrapes or anything on me. My bike, on the other hand, was totaled. It was it went up underneath the car. It was it was done, and so the paramedics came. They checked me out, and the paramedics uh, would not let me leave because I'm you know 15 years old. Once they're called, they're like, "We got to take you to the hospital." I'm like, "Oh, I'm totally fine." So they're like, "Okay, well, can you get a parent out here to you know pick you up? Then that way we can you know release you to somebody." So I called my my dad, and he came down, and he got me and had me released from the paramedics. And uh, years later, you know, I went to a couple of city commission meetings to inform them of the hazard that I had 
had experienced uh, with this blind turn and uh, improvements have been made since then to protect uh, cyclists and pedestrians in this intersection. But I just remember that being one of the scariest experiences of my life. And to this day, they still have not caught that person who who uh, hit and ran. And that is my story of uh, my first job. Kent Cross with a quite a frightening story. Yeah, and it starts off in a whole different direction. We think, here's a fine young man, 15 years old, responsible, going to get a job in the supermarket. And it takes a very different turn, and I do mean turn. It sounds like the guy who was driving that car is all at fault. I would say so. And it says a lot about Ken. And you know, I always say how people tell a story is as important as the story they choose to tell. He's concerned or he recognizes that he made a big dent in this guy's car. (laughs) And it was really not his fault. It didn't sound like anyway. Well, 1030 at night, the guy obviously didn't stop when he made that turn. Hopefully, Ken did have some lights on his bike, but flying over a car and landing on your back, I mean, he is very lucky. This story makes me think of so many things. The way he tells this story, it is so matter-of-fact that the mood sets. I can see Ken being responsible, doing his thing, had a good shift, going home. And the next thing he knows, he could have been killed. And you're right, incredibly lucky. But what does he do? He doesn't go out for vengeance. He goes out to a city commission meeting. Well, he must have realized that the guy who hit him and ran was never going to get caught. So going to the city commission meeting was an alternative. He did. He said some improvements have been made. And, you know, there are many reasons people get involved in city government. This is a really good one. You, to use your voice to tell your story is uh, really, really important at any time. And when you could have been killed and when there's a guy still out there, as Ken says, with beautiful language, it is sometimes a little perilous on the roads, not dangerous, which a lot of people would say uses that that. word, my English teacher used to say, I think with inflation, it's now 20, perilous. And he says, a perfect storm of hazards. And at the beginning of the story, the back end of his first year of high school, you know, he really describes this so beautifully. And Ken finishes his story that it's about his first job and not about a hit and run accident. I know. There are so many surprises in this story, right? At the beginning of it, we think it's going to be about the story about his job. Then he's surprised by that car. Then he and we are surprised that he's perfectly fine. And then it's really surprising that he ends the story with, and that's my first job, the way he started it. And I thought about that for a long time, the choice that he made. Instead of beginning the story by saying, I'm going to tell you the time I almost lost my life, and then he brackets the story, he frames the story about his first job. Maybe the reason he does it, and this may be subconscious, I think that this is all tied up for him in responsibility. And in the fact that this 
driver didn't take the responsibility that this 15-year-old did. This was an adult, presumably 18 or older, driving at night and totally irresponsible, whereas 15-year-old Ken was so in charge of things that he had a job, he biked home on his own, and what did he do? He went to the city commission. I think it's a very interesting story of a portrait of a young man growing up. Well, thanks for bringing that story in, Karen. If our listeners have a South Florida story they would like to share, how can they get in touch with you? Send an email, please, to cneal at fau.edu and just ask for instructions. They're real simple. There's additional stories and uh, information at our website at wlrn.org. Click radio and the public storyteller. Thanks, Karen. Thank you, Michael. See you next week. Dr. Karen Neal is a professional storyteller and author. My name is Michael Stock. The Public Storyteller returns next Sunday. Thank you.